What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the pretty motherfucker without the pretty. <laughs> a.k.a. the lazy-eyed leviathan. A.k.a. the 100, no, the 200-time social distancing champion. AKA the nigga live master. <laughs> that gives me every time. I don't know why. Um, bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, uh, episode seventy-eight to be exact. Um, today's date is October twenty-second, uh, twenty twenty. The world is still horrible. I mean, if you need a reminder, I know a lot of us don't since we're, we have the current consistent repeated reminder of being somewhat locked down in our homes, more or less. So it is what it is as it always has been, I guess. Either way, um, switches sites is uh my gaming podcast where I talk about just that for those that may not know. Um yeah, so I feel like there was something I was gonna talk about before I kicked off the show, but I cannot remember. Oh yeah. Um as you guys may have noticed starting the show Jesus this corona oh my god the corona is a full effect. I've been affected. Um, yeah, so what you guys may have noticed, at least specifically, I may, I guess maybe for the very few of you that maybe just watch my podcast directly on Twitch or YouTube, possibly. But, um, <laughs> which is kind of a shame that like, uh, I'm actually putting my mixer to use, which I've barely, I've, I've somewhat created a lot more work for myself than I needed to when I had the full capabilities for like so long now, but either way, um, what at least podcast people would hear on my podcast in terms of like intro, outro music and stuff. Uh, now I got it. Uh, I'm at least setting it up or trying it out now to have it um, do it on the fly. So at least that's less post work I have to do. So we'll see how that goes. Um, of course, any feedbacks appreciated if, you know, it's horrible. But at least uh, from what I tested before starting a podcast, it seems like that's that's probably the better option just to make things more streamlined and, uh, you know, give Twitch people as well as YouTube people, um, the same experience, <laughs> experience <laughs> that everybody, everybody else, uh, mainly podcast people get. So there you go. Little, little, uh, little curtain behind, uh, you know, the the inner workings, if you will, the uh, who was the dude from um 
uh the wizard of oz the was it actually the wizard the you know the guy in the back that's just you know pumping the pumping the pumping the brakes and pulling the chains i don't i don't know you get what i'm saying all these analogies i'm trying to make i'm trying to make it make sense but you it already makes sense so i'm just trying to make more sense of what sense is already being made so you know i guess i don't know i hope you know i don't know I'm not sure how I got there, but you know what? I got there. All right. It doesn't, it's not about the journey. It's about the destination. Wow. No, I don't think that's actually it. No, it's, I think it's the other way around. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. But in this case, it is actually about the destination because the ends justify the means. If you pick up, what I'm putting down, which I'm pretty sure you should. Sorry to be aggressive, but I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, either way, a lot of, a lot of uh, interesting tidbits came out this week. A lot of little, little snippets, if you will, of uh, news that I think all accumulatively, um, will uh make for a pretty interesting show today uh so without further ado let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it so uh first topic of discussion man i i and this may be a little bit personal in terms of stake i had in this story but you know i it's it's good to see it actually turn around either way. So, uh, a little bit of backstory, uh, Xbox elite series two controller for those that may not know is, uh, pretty much a premium, <laughs> premium controller, I guess, you know, for the, I guess hardest of core, I don't know, but, uh, basically, uh, pretty, ex fairly expensive uh, controller for controller standards in terms of, you know, the build quality and all that. So, um, odds are if you bought one, um, maybe within two, three months, even maybe shorter or later, you more than likely ran into some issues with it. Um, which was pretty much a multitude of issues. Um, at least personally, uh, in my scenario, I uh, ran into the issue where a lot of the buttons are pretty much basically unresponsive for the most part, where it's like, a <laughs> it's like a game in of itself, like a 60% chance the controller would actually respond with the, to the button presses. And that pretty much accounts for mainly the face buttons and the, the bumpers. Uh, at least what I had an issue with the most personally in my scenario. Um, also ran into issue with uh, the controller just randomly whenever it feels like it just desyncing. So pretty much whenever the controller feels like it's like, you know what? I don't think I want to connect to the Xbox anymore. It just <laughs> straight up disconnects. And then you have to literally like uh, it takes 
what feels like a minute, maybe like 30, 30 to 45 seconds to basically reconnect it. So, you know, in the midst of a pretty intense game of Call of Duty, uh, you can imagine the immense frustration that would uh, kind of arise from that. So, yeah, yeah, just 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 infuriating, to be honest. To its, I mean, very minimal credit, it doesn't happen like, well, I mean, that and that's a thing in of itself, because it seems like it's very inconsistent like sometimes it won't rarely happen other times it'll be like super consistent um rebooting the xbox helped for me but it still would come back eventually one way or another which i mean i didn't have the issue with the series one so i'm pretty sure i feel like uh the the controller itself is is uh to blame to some extent I think maybe it could be that maybe the controller is connecting via Bluetooth over RF, which I think is the original controller, how it connected to the Xbox One X. Hard to say, but um, considering it has that capability like the other um, new current generation Xbox One controllers that have the Bluetooth connectivity, I'm guessing that might be might be a factor. I don't know. But either way, um, what was another thing? Well, yeah, that was mainly it. Uh, mainly for me, the bumpers and the face buttons were a big issue. Yeah, it was like roughly 50, 60% chance that it would uh, actually register. Or with the bumpers uh, specifically, uh, it would actually double register at times. So it would basically you know, duplicate an input twice. So like, let's say you're at the menu of the Xbox, you're navigating and you know, you hit, hit the uh, right bumper once it'll actually register as twice. So especially since mainly I've been playing call of duty with it. So I'll, you know, a lot of this, a lot of these issues are very, <laughs> very apparent with it. But, um, yeah, so you know, you're you're trying to do use your equipment and then you know you don't you end up just throwing a grenade or you end up just using a stem and ugh, horrible. I, I I still can't believe the tolerance in me, uh tolerance patience in me, just like, you know what? I'm just gonna take it and try it and deal with it. Um either way. So that's the backstory. I think that's generally the gist of what most people encountered uh, with a lot of a lot of other various issues. I think I heard of um, th thumbstick dead zone issues, where you know uh, basically um, the controller stick, uh, you know, where basically the controller would recenter to you know kind of uh, re, I guess more or less calibrate or, you know, reorient, reorient itself in terms of, uh, controls. And, you know, when it's out of whack, then it just causes all type of various issues in terms of accuracy and, uh, yeah, mainly accuracy overall, just overall unpleasant experience. A lot of people, uh, in, in, uh, the reset era thread I'm in as well, you know, all of us just, <laughs> just in a miserable party, 
of uh just just misery and torment and just 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 agony because <laughs> it's it's annoying it's it's just annoying more it's annoying more than anything especially because it's like you're kind of in this boat where it's like you want it, it's kind of like back in the day when you're younger and you know you you like you know gambled on a game that you thought would be really great and it didn't ended up not being that great so it's I feel like it should be some term for it, but basically immensely in your head, you try to justify like this is actually pretty good, even though deep, deep, deep down inside, it's fucking horrible. And you're just trying to justify it just to just to just to validate that you made a right decision in this purchase, <laughs> uh, which is basically what happened. So it's like you just don't want you paid, you know, paid a good amount or this controller damn near $200 and it to not actually perform, you know, is pretty frustrating. And then, you know, of course, with a uh, Microsoft's warranty with this controller is 90 days, 90 days for a $200 controller. Yeah. I ran it about it a little bit on Twitter, but either way, um, thankfully, uh, Microsoft extended the warranty now to one year, which should have been the standard in the first place. But either way, I digress. Um, also, a lot of people uh, actually piled it together to make like a file lawsuit against Microsoft because of these, you know, pretty huge issues that a lot of people that purchased the controller actually got. It wasn't a very small amount. It was actually a lot of people. At first, the controller was fine for me, it felt like. But then, like, I want to say three, four months after I bought it a while. This was a long time ago. But it uh, then started, you know, getting these issues, which is just unacceptable, really. So good to see that Microsoft actually turned around on this and, you know, are doing good. Shut up, Alexa. Nobody action. Alexa, be quiet. Be quiet. Stop. Just gotta tell these tell these girls sometimes because they just be they be walling. They be walling, you know. Um. So yeah. So I mean. Um, I actually, I, I went through the whole warranty process, I actually got my return label boy with the quickness, man, with the quickness. I, I went to the UPS store so fast, just, just lightning fast, you know? Um, so yeah. So for any people out there, I guess maybe that may not be aware. I assume if you, <laughs> if you have this controller more than likely you are aware because of how horrible, uh, how horrible the uh, quality control for this controller was, which is horrible. Just it's the like, just the utter irony of this, like, like uh, such a premium project uh, product and like the quality is just atrocious for something so premium. But like <laughs> technically a standard controller is in, in better shape than a something you pay like three times, four times, even more. So, uh, 
good on Microsoft for doing what they should have done in the first place. And it's kind of, it was kind of frustrating to be honest that the fact that they didn't even like acknowledge, um, didn't even acknowledge this whole issue. That's that's literally been going on for like a whole year now, almost since this thing launched. So, oh, either way, good to know now. Oh, such a relief. Cause I was on the verge, man. I was like, ah, oh, I'm about to throw this damn, <laughs> throw this damn controller across the, across the damn room. But either way, uh, elite controller owners rejoice. We have, we now have peace. Um, moving on. I'm sorry. I had a personal stake in that. So I took, I, <laughs> cue to, uh, Michael Jordan meme. I took that personally. So, um, yeah, uh, keeping in line with, uh, Xbox news, but in a more positive note, um, Xbox, uh, revealed that, uh, Xbox one media remotes will actually be backwards compatible or forward compatible with Xbox, um, series X and X. So it, uh, it didn't look like it at first, but, uh, you know, in comparison to Xbox one, it has a, like a pretty obvious IR port on it. Uh, it looks like on the Xbox series X, they revealed that the IR port is actually behind directly behind the sync button, which is some pretty creative ingenuity if you ask me, but, um, I was actually worried as a personal Logitech harmony user which uh, for those that may not know is uh, the best thing, next best, next best thing since sliced bread in terms of automation. If you have like a lot of electronics and you know, a lot of remote controls generally, uh, I mean, yeah, let me put you on game real quick about the Logitech Harmony real quick. I mean, I'm not sponsored by Logitech, but I mean, Logitech, if you, uh, if you wanna, you know, Talk to your boy. I mean, you just hit up my email, aswitchtv at gmail.com. Um, but Logitech Harmony, pretty dope software. It takes a little bit of work to get it, you know, fully optimized to how you want it. But when it's fully realized, it is a fucking godsend. Let me tell you, all right? Uh, can literally... You can set up devices, set up activities. So activities basically, um, let's say you want to do a specific scenario. Like let's say I want to play PS4. I can tell my logic harmony play PS4. It'll turn on all the, um, all of the, um, corresponding devices that you tell it to. So like, let's say, you know, TV receiver, um, I don't know anything else that you can control via IR. You can do that. And it is fucking fantastic. Also, also mind you, you can control it with Alexa. I'm sorry. Okay, she didn't, she didn't act up that time. So it does have that functionality as well. So you can just do straight up voice commands and man, I, after I got it, this was like years ago, but after I got it, I was like, 
how did I ever function without this? It also also works with the uh, frame meister as well, man. It just the support for it. Ugh, it's it's pretty fantastic. If if you have a lot of if you have a lot of electronics and you're like an enthusiast like me, it's pretty pretty great. I I would assume most people that are like very like into tech and stuff probably have one already, but either way, worth mentioning for people that are, you know, have a lot of electronics and um, you know, want them streamlined and all worked in unison, what have you. So um, but yeah, so in turn, this in theory should work with the Logitech Harmony, which is going to be freaking great. So, um, my Logitech Harmony is uh is very thankful that uh, glory be praised, <coughs> IR functionality, which is cool because I I at least uh in in uh forward thinking uh set up like my spaces already uh, for the next gen consoles and also had, I'm such a fucking nerd, man. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm like cognizant of it, but you know, I just gotta, I, I just gotta just spit it, spit this out, man. But um, have the IRs uh, placed uh, in advance and in, in the ideal case, which at least in this case, thankfully it was validated. So, um, Feels great, man. Feels good. Um, yeah. So for those, <laughs> it's probably a very, very minute, like remote or a uh, very niche <laughs> set of people that like we're, we're craving for this IR functionality. But luckily I was one of them and I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I'm probably speaking to maybe like probably the 1% of y'all, but you know, Hey, for the 1% of y'all, I got you. All right. I got you looking out. All right. Have no fear. IR stays here. Okay. So <laughs> there you go. I, I didn't think about it at first, but after the fact now, just thinking about it, I was like, yeah, this is fucking niche as hell. <laughs> Most people don't even care about this. Uh, but you know what? That's that's the reason this podcast. This is straight up nerd stuff. Uh the with likely nerdy nerd nerded people, okay? Sorry. Hey, embrace your niches, all right? You heard it from me. And I'm one of the most credible people when it comes to niches. Actually, that actually is pretty true. I was half joking, but now it's like the more I think about it, that's actually kind of true. Either way, uh, keeping in line with the entertainment aspect, PS5 also uh, revealed like uh, their compatibility with uh, some of their uh, entertainment apps. So they did confirm that Apple TV, wow, Apple TV, Apple TV, Disney Plus, Netflix, Spotify, Twitch, YouTube will all be available day one uh, when the PS5 drops in people's homes. Uh, They also, after that, uh, confirmed that Crunchyroll and a couple other apps, uh, Amazon Prime, 
McCannell. I have no clue what that is. Hulu, Peacock, and more asterisk uh, will be compatible also. So pretty cool. That's uh, definitely way more support than a Nintendo Switch has, which is kind of crazy. Like literally YouTube, I think it, I think YouTube and Hulu are the only apps on on the Switch, which is weird. It's like been three years since that boy launched and you think like at least Netflix, uh, it's kind of crazy. But either way, um, but they, I guess my biggest question, I guess <laughs> kind of piggybacking off the last topic, but um, they show the PS remote but it's kind of unclear how it connects. I would assume it's Bluetooth or maybe a proprietary connection similar to the controller, but uh, I hope, I hope we get better functionality than the PS4. I was ranting a little bit about this on P on uh, Twitter, but I really hope we get better functionality on, uh, on PS PS5 specifically for, for Logitech Harmony, the the one percent of us, I hope we get some better support. Um, I mean, there are some workarounds for the PS4, but it it didn't it didn't feel a hundred percent. So, like with the Harmony specifically, you technically could connect it via Bluetooth, which the Harmony supports, but it's very laggy. Yeah, very laggy in terms of response. And, uh, you can actually turn off the PS4 with the Harmony remote, which you can do for Xbox and other, the other, you know, consoles and stuff. So it, I feel like it kind of more or less kind of hurt the whole purpose of it, but, um, hopefully PS5 will have it. Um, you could get like, I did end up getting like, a um, it's an add on for the PS4 to kind of give you better harmony support, but still not a hundred percent because it's, it still doesn't let you fully turn off the PS4 because I guess some regular regulation or something that PS Sony deemed that they don't want stuff turning their stuff. Off. I don't know, but I think it was something like that, but either way, I don't know, man. Would be great though. Hopefully, come on PS5. Still holding out hope, but still good to know that we have a lot of support off the bat where you know generally um I think even PS4 like they launched and like a, it did it had very limited support of like entertainment apps um you know off the bat it like slowly trickled in, um, you know, months after. So good to know. Good to know. Uh, moving on, switching gears back. <laughs> uh, that would have been a great segue. You know what? I'm gonna make it work. Switching gears back to, <laughs> um, Xbox, uh, gears of war. Um, they actually revealed that, um, gears five will have significantly reduced input latency by 36% campaign and 
versus on Series X, um, which is freaking crazy. Um, I'm kind of curious how they do it. They don't necessarily explicitly state how, but I guess it's pretty safe to say because of the, the increased frame per second um, for the Series X, which Gears 5 will support increased series, uh, increased FPS uh, up to 120 FPS, which I think just in turn, when you have a faster frames per second, obviously the, um, the latency goes down because you're, you're getting more information uh, per second. Uh, in terms of frames and data. So also love that the uh, LG OLED is being used, which actually a TV I have. So good to know. Good to know. Um, at least in terms of testing. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty good. As a Gears fan, I am ecstatic. I've been kind of slipping on gears lately. Well, for ever since it came out, um, since call of duty is really demanding my attention more so than gears, unfortunately, and gears hasn't really sold me. Um, at least what I've always played, I've had a good time, but not enough to the point where I'm like, man, I really need to, I want to keep playing, you know, uh, that kind of that good hook if you will, um, that surprisingly gears four, uh, did for a good while, which, um, feel like that gears four is kind of divisive for some people, but for me personally, I thoroughly enjoyed the hell out of it. So, um, pretty interesting. Uh, one question, which I don't think has necessarily been answered with this is like, how is the, um, like uh, advantage, like, uh, will the consoles be segmented? Like will Xbox one be within their own family and Sears X will be with on within their own family? Because I feel like that was going to be a pretty big advantage over somebody, um, playing, still playing on knowing the one X. Um, but I mean, I guess they kind of essentially do the same thing on PC with PC. Like, you know, I guess for me, for example, I have a 60 FPS monitor and, you know, I know like Counter-Strike and stuff, people have like <laughs> what 330 FPS monitors that are coming out now. So I guess it's not that big a deal, but I mean, it's you may, you, you might be able to hold your own, but I feel like that's still like a severe competitive advantage to some extent. Maybe you can filter, maybe they'll let you filter like Xbox one can only play within their family. Like kind of, kind of similar to crossplay, where you have the option to opt out if you want to, which, um, yeah, I think that would be best, but we'll see. Hyped baby. It's, it's good. It's good. It's great. Uh, so I guess, uh, Xbox was not lying about, um, this further, I guess, uh, reduced latency. I thought it was only, uh, specifically to their new controllers, but 
Uh, I guess it applies to just the console itself, which is good as somebody <laughs> who has the sucky uh, Elite Series 2 controller. So, because um, I don't want to part with my Series 2 controller because I love the back pedals. I'm so used to and accustomed to it now that it's like way more streamlined, way more easy to use. So, um, uh, it's good. I don't have to part with it and wait for next generation and, you know, have the peasantry of <laughs> peasantry of not ugh, non pedal, non pedal controller. Ugh. I mean, let me get off my, get off my elite pedal, right? <laughs> elite pedal pedestal. Uh, I'm not a rapper though. Uh, keeping that, um, Xbox series X good feel train going Chew, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Chew, chew. No, that's not it. Chew, chew. <laughs> I'm sorry, gotta do something. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm dumb. All right. <laughs> um oh man, that threw me off. That threw me off, I'm not gonna lie. Um Halo Master Chief Collection. Um, also with them, with them good as details. So they reveal that, uh, fully optimized support for, uh, Xbox series S and X. I might as well just call it sex. Really? Uh, X Xbox series sex, uh, 120 FPS, 120 FPS campaign and multiplayer split screen improvements, um, up to 4k on series X. Um, available free for those with game pass on November 17th. I mean, it should be a given that, you know, Xbox exclusives, they're going to support for the series X sex. Um, but it's good. It's good to just, just get that confirmation, you know? So as somebody who <laughs> I'm in a, such a weird predicament, but like, it's like I have the convenience and uh, ability of PC, but I generally find myself for certain games to play on console over PC, which in this case, I mean, even though Master Chief Collection is on PC, I just find myself still preferably playing on console. And this just only sweetens the deal. 120 FPS on a console. Yes, please. Thank you. Please, sir. May I have some more? I mean, ugh. so cannot wait to play multiplayer. Um, some good old Halo two action. Maybe a little bit of that remastered Halo two action, uh, Halo four. Oh, that reminds me. I, I, I got invited to the flighting for Halo four. I'm gonna have to play that too. Um, but 
Yeah, man. Ah, it feels good. It feels good. Um, this is definitely where I feel like uh, the Series X is definitely making up for its lack of, um, you know, uh, exclusive titles by, you know, this uh, immense improvement of backwards compatible titles with all these, you know, increased support for these games as well uh, as the auto HDR stuff that I've been looking into, like with a digital foundry is done, did a really good uh, piece on it where they really went in in depth with um, backwards compatibility with the auto HDR stuff, which is crazy. Literally games that aren't, that weren't HDR compatible they could basically make them HDR compatible now. And, and the benefits are pretty, um, pretty notable, which is, which is pretty dope. So gotta give it to Xbox with the, with this support with, um, you know, backwards compatible titles that, uh, just making this, this, this damn box sweeter. I just want to lick this box right now. Cause it's so sweet. Jesus. Ah, all right. Enough of this, this Xbox fanboyism. Moving on. AOC, AKA Alexandria Asasio Cortez. Uh, Hopefully I pronounced that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Um, she (laughs) had a very random unexpected arc this week where, uh, she, she put the feelers out where she was like, you know, Hey, uh, kind of want to stream, uh, some among us. The game looks pretty fun. Uh, would anybody be interested in streaming with me? And then like all these big ass streamers, like uh Pokemon, uh, I think Dr. Lupo, uh, a lot of other various other people like, yes, yeah, I would. And man, freaking crazy. So, uh, pretty much shortly after that, she, created her Twitch channel. And then like, I think like literally within 24, 24, 48 hours, 36 hours, she like freaking already now, I think it's probably crazy now, but she like, she instantly got like 40 K followers. And then on top of that, she had like, uh, I think like currently she's sitting at like 200 K followers right now which is crazy. And then she did the stream with, uh, pretty much a lot of the big, uh, Twitch people, uh, playing among us, of course. And I think it's technically ended up being like the second, I think the second highest, uh, Twitch stream of concurrent viewers. Um, I think behind like the Drake Ninja stream, I think, and I think, uh, behind shroud coming back, uh, stream, which is crazy. Um, but you know, the main, I guess, goal for this was to encourage people to vote who haven't registered to vote and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely a great cause in terms of encouraging people to vote. Um, which is, is, is pretty great. You love to see it. I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to drop it on a stream, but I'm very, very curious to see <laughs> what the Twitch community was like, what the chat was like in that stream in particular. Just 
Um, just seems like, well, I would assume maybe it wouldn't stray too far from the general typical Twitch chat, but, um, very fascinating. I saw caught, caught some of the highlights and stuff, which is pretty cool, but pretty crazy story. Um, and in terms of like kind of the, um, feel like this potentially will, you know, be somewhat of a, um, I don't know. What do you call it? Catharsis. Thartic, um, catalyst for, you know, a lot of more political people maybe trying to do Twitch to try to, you know, appeal to the younger, younger, um, demographic, if you will, which honestly, not actually a bad angle. I, th- um, actually is pretty, pretty, <laughs> just imagine fucking, fucking Joe Biden, fucking plan, plan. I guess among us will be the most realistic, but fucking Joe Biden playing call of duty or something. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Um, but, but pretty cool, pretty cool. Interesting. Like what the hell out of nowhere, you know, scenario, uh, that straight up happened. Actually, let me check her Twitch right now. See like where she's at. Jesus. That's a little creepy, but 666,000, uh, followers. Craziness. That's currently where she's at now within a week within this week alone. She like created her, her Twitch channel blew up. Uh, now she's at like 666 K followers. It's crazy. Cool stuff. Moving on. Um, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, O-U-O-U-B-Soft, Ubisoft, um, announced Ubi, what is it called? Ubisoft Connect. So from what they are prepping this up to be, basically this is straight up, um, more or less an announcement of cross play for every Ubisoft game going forward. Um, so they did announce the initial games would be Valhalla and immortals. Uh, so pretty much any new game coming out from here on out will for sure be, uh, Ubisoft connect supported. So basically the, the uh, at least the biggest takeaway for me personally is, um, cross progression. Um, which, you know, obviously pretty much you could, uh, which opens a lot of possibilities really. So let's say, I mean, this is my ideal, uh, dream personally, but let's say for honor, uh, which I've actually, you know, put a lot of time in on PS4. Um, but I actually want to dip into PC but I don't feel like, you know, grinding all over again in progress. And pretty much now, uh, I could basically now play on PC and all my progress will carry over to, uh, PC and, it, and pretty much in the same essence as call of duty where, you know, 
regardless of whatever platform you're playing, your progress that you've made will uh, carry over for whatever per respective platform you go on as well as Fortnite and stuff like that. So um, I know they said four titles like that, like for honor and stuff. I don't think they explicitly stated for honor, but they said those games will take, uh, I think two months after this launches or something like that, uh, that they will add those to be supported. Let me double check that just to be sure. But, um, I think they said something like that. Um, yeah, several back catalog games are no longer patched, so you may find in-game references, blah, 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 blah. Live games will transition to the full connect experience over a two month period after launch with the new loyalty system and full game integration. So I think that pretty much semi confirms that like titles like Rainbow Six Siege and For Honor will eventually be um, Ubisoft Connect supported, especially specifically For Honor, considering they, uh, I think a couple episodes back, a couple weeks ago, they confirmed backwards compatibility um, or PS5 upgrades um, or next gen upgrades in general. Um, so I would assume that they, there will be some cross progression implementation at some point, as well as cross play, because that will be a perfect game to have cross play on, you know, with the caveat of the increased frames per second, maybe you might need to segment PC, uh, for, for console, but maybe, um, PS4 and PS5 and, you know, Pretty much everybody in that family might be fine. Well, you know, even for Stadia, that actually, this actually would kind of maybe possibly might make Stadia look a little bit more appealing, uh, where maybe I might want to maybe mess with Stadia more now and, you know, play games now that, that uh, there isn't any kind of pain of having to worry about progression and like having to start over where, you know, maybe you're not home or traveling and you want to mess with stadia, but you know, that progress will carry over, um, to your console when you get back home or something like that, that, that definitely opens up a lot of possibilities and also opens up the kind of, uh, I guess frustration where, uh, I feel like personally as somebody who does own multiple consoles that it should have been implemented a long time ago, but you know, technology, blah, 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 whatever other various competing console companies, whatever, but man, it should have been implemented a long time ago, but either way, um, better late than never, but never late is better. Drake, you know, I, I wrote that for Drake just, just in case y'all didn't know. So it's only mine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can trust me. I'm sorry. Um, overall cool, but crossplay crossplay is pretty dope too. Um, really, really hoping for honor has some great implementation of this though. I, I'm pretty certain it will since 
that's definitely prepping up to be a, a a service game as it's been shown already, especially the announcement of it being moved to the next generation also. So pretty confident in that. That's going to be so great. So now I really actually might play it on PC considering the increased frame rate and stuff like that. So it's the biggest thing that was keeping me from playing on PC actually. So cool stuff. Moving on. Um, Kind of disappointing news. Um, sad to say, but uh, it's been <laughs> confirmed that um, PT has a uh, is is not won't be backwards compatible with PS Five. I am profusely blinking. Um, if you're viewing the video version of this because uh apparently somebody uh did some sleuthing on the PlayStation website um was via reset error thread um where basically they were doing some just some straight up nerd stuff and I love to see it. I love it so much. They were uh basically manipulating the API which is just it's just it's just that good nerdy stuff you love to see. Uh, basically, they're messing with the the website API, um, where I guess apparently it can determine if a game is backwards compatible uh, with the PS5, since they used uh, a game like uh, at least in their example, they used Hitman Go, and which is one of the confirmed backwards compatible, one of the ten confirmed backwards compatible. Uh, non-backwards compatible titles. And when he pulled it, it returned as not compatible. But when he used it with PT, it did pull that it is compatible. So what that generally means that, uh, like you currently can already anyway, you can't download it from the store or, you know, use it, you know, from the store. But if you already have it, like I do on your current PS4, you can, in theory, uh, going off of what this guy, uh, you know, uncovered, in theory, you know, copy, potentially copy it from, um, do the system transfer from your PS4 to the PS5, or copy it from your hard drive, uh, external hard drive, and plug it into the PS5. And maybe in theory, copy it internally if you want it ingrained forever or something like that. And it technically in theory should work. So I feel like that's what a lot of us were suspecting that obviously um, PlayStation wouldn't like promote it because it's officially not um, officially delisted more or less. But if you can work around it, you could more than likely get it to play on PS five. So I don't know. That kind of makes me kind of weary about, uh, transferring my PS four. Cause they did PS uh, PlayStation did confirm that you can actually do a system transfer, which basically is the same thing as the PS four trans system transfer, where you could just directly copy all your data to another PlayStation four, but it would, uh, erase all the data on the 
PlayStation 4 you transfer the data from. So hopefully it doesn't do that. Um, I'm probably gonna just 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 have a new PS5 from scratch and not copy any of that over and um you know just re-download everything um and then go that route and then maybe uh see see the see <laughs> have somebody else take that risk and get confirmation if it does. Um but either way, more than likely I would assume PT still lives on. Yes. PT still lives. For, you know, I guess the few people that care. I don't know. PT is a great game, though. A great demo, whatever. It's a great experience, regardless. It's a great experience. Uh, moving on. Uh, out of nowhere, Nintendo with these just invisible, just nuclear bombs just dropping uh today actually uh nintendo of america uh they just straight up just dropped um fire emblem uh the first fire emblem for uh nintendo switch uh basically they uh localized it because i guess the original fire emblem was Jap- Jap- japanese only Japan only uh, wasn't available in the States. Um, but now there are, they are releasing it uh, fully localized for the first time. It'll be available December 4th. Uh, they also have a pretty damn dope um, 30th anniversary edition. That is a uh, pretty great as a fire emblem fan. Looking really good. Looking really, really good. Good luck getting one though, but looking really good. Um, six bucks, I think. I think you can pre order now. Uh, but I don't know, man, with this damn, this is again with the, the BS that Nintendo's doing with this freaking timed, uh, Nintendo or Disney Vault mess where this is only going to be available for a limited time. So, Pretty dumb, pretty dumb. So I forgot what they said the cutoff date is, but basically essentially is going to be available for a limited time before they cut it off. Kind of like basically like Mario 3D collection or Super Mario 3D world. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars where they will stop selling it at a at a determined date just because they want to add um, novelty and, you know, urgency of buying it. So pretty, pretty sucky. But one good thing about this is that it does uh, potentially set a precedent that we might actually get Mother 3 to be localized, uh, fully localized, which is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty dope. Did they X? No, I don't think. Yeah, Mother Three. Yeah, that's the. That's been like, it's like the, it's like the Half Life Three for Nintendo, basically, where you know people been craving it, wanting it, fiending for it, but Nintendo like, uh, uh, uh-uh, not yet, not yet. So, we shall see. 
We shall see. Um, moving on. Mortal Kombat. They dropped that Rambo trailer, and it's like <laughs> I say it like I'm like I'm the biggest Rambo fan. I'm actually not. I've barely watched any movies. I think the only one I watched was uh, I think the last one. I think the last one that came out, Rambo Four, I believe. But either way, um, it's just pretty. I think I'm I'm really impressed by the novelty of it, more or less. The um, kind of Smash Brothers appeal, where it's like, what this is like, unexpected character, and it's in there, you know. But gameplay wise, he does look pretty dope. As somebody who doesn't really play Mortal Kombat 11 like that, uh, look pretty dope. Actually, this is the point where I feel like I might want to play a little bit now, get back into playing it now because of Rambo. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, I still have to give credit to uh, NetherRealm, man. Um, just the impressive roster of characters. I want to say I said it before, but. Uh, this is like, I'd say pretty much behind, um, smash ultimate in terms of just a pretty great character roster of guest characters. Um, uh, maybe not Ash from evil, evil dead, but you know, probably up there, you know? So, um, pretty dope. His fatality was vicious too. Just, just he ripping throats. I, how you how you rip somebody's throat out? He just ripped his throat out. He can't talk. <laughs> he can't talk anymore. But I mean, he's dead. But I mean, he can't talk anymore. But he's dead. But uh, either way, I thought it was cool. I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, either way, uh, moving on. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, um, you forgot about that game, didn't you? I sure as hell did. Well. Kinda. It's been, it's been in the, it's been in the back of my, back of my head a lot, but, um, cause uh, it's been looming for me to play the hard mode. I think that's the only achievement I have left. But uh, I was kind of now that the PS5 we got confirmed backwards compatibility. I'm probably just gonna wait until PS5 uh, and replay it that way just to get a concept of maybe maybe we might get a next gen patch or support um boost so but yeah so they straight up uh <laughs> what man like damn near seven seven eight months later they actually revealed their first patch or released their first patch uh, which are, is a pretty significant update, uh, in terms of just, um, performance, um, nothing necessarily, I guess, content wise substantial, but, uh, various bug fixes, uh, performance fixes, frame rate issues and stuff like that. So coincidentally, weirdly enough, just in time for PS5. So a lot of people were suspecting that maybe PS5 upgrades were in there or whatever, but apparently that it was not the case. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we maybe see it maybe a while after the PS5's out or something like that. Would be cool. 
but yeah, pretty much since this dropped, it hasn't received any patch notes, which is kind of crazy. I mean, personally, I never had any major issues with the game when I played when it dropped, but some of you that may have your answers are, uh, potentially, uh, answered. I don't know. Cool stuff though. Moving on. Uh, man, some very, uh, controversial stuff. Um, 2k, um, just, just shady. So pretty much, um, uh, what I think was a problem before with 2k, I think it was like a patch after, but they basically, um, they straight up, uh, put unskippable ads in the damn game. It's crazy. So I guess the, what, what makes it even more weird is that they, this was apparently an update after the game released and people already reviewed the game that shortly after people noticed that they're getting unskippable, uh, ads, uh, I think during startup of the game or something like that, uh, which is very, just not cool. It's like, <laughs> mind you, this is a game people paid 60 to 70 bucks for, um, that they're getting, get, well, damn, even 90, I think if you get the one edition, I think that's messed up. It's like people pay to not even get ads and you pay for a fully fledged game and you're getting ads. How does, how does that work? So. Yeah, uh, apparently they released a statement. Uh, as many are aware, in recent years, ads have been integrated into 2K segments, 2K TV segments. Yesterday's 2K TV ad placement impacted our players' experience in a way we didn't intend. As these ads are not meant to run as part of the pregame introduction. This will be fixed in future episodes. Thanks for your continued feedback. About that 2K, I don't know. 2K, you guys have been explaining to do. Because it's one thing if, if this was the first time, which still even be suspect, but the fact that I'm pretty sure this happened before in a previous game for it to happen again is, is kind of sus. Kind of sus. Vote 2K off right now. Vote them off. Either way, here's what it is. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying it as I'm play, as if I play this game, which I don't. But you know, I would be kind of pissed if I did. You know, pay this, pay for this game, and got got an ad that isn't that's unskippable. On top of that, not even uh, consider that shouldn't even be watching that in the first place. But I digress. Worth mentioning. And in uh, video game movie related news, um, we actually got a first look of Tom Holland as uh, Nathan Drake in the upcoming Uncharted movie. Um, looks pretty good. I mean, 
he's a bit young, but I guess that's from what they're saying that yeah, that's supposed to, that's the angle they're doing now that, uh, Nate, Nathan is going to be younger in this movie. And that's, that's what they're fully aware of that they're Nathan Drake is going to be younger in general. So kind of weird, but I mean, looks good. I mean, it, it looks like he looks like he's fits in the role. I mean, got the famous holster and the, you know, the famous, uh, was it the f- Sir Fernand ring? I'm totally probably butchering that, but the legendary ring, uh, necklace. I mean, he's looking the part, but I mean, it's, it's just a picture. Uh, it can only go so far. I know they also showed uh, Nolan North, who's the voice of the video game counterpart of Nathan Drake. It's pretty dope. Kind of, uh, I think they invited him and gave him, you know, uh, maybe went back and forth with um, Tom Holland, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool overall. I mean, we'll we'll see. Cautious, uh, cautious optimism. But uh, yeah, I will say it definitely did, does look better than um, I was envisioning it. Now seeing it, it fully realized the, the potential is there at least. Will it actually deliver? That's yet to be yet to be known. But from what it is, it looks pretty cool. So, and that about does it for all the news for this week. So let's uh, get into what I've been playing. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, I guess first, uh, still, still thankful. Uh, RTX 3090, uh, I somewhat got a chance to run it through its paces, uh, the past weekend, but ran into a few snags. Um, the first aspect was that um, basically there's an issue with, uh, LGC nine C tens and, uh, the RTX 30 series cards where basically, um, G force doesn't work currently with, uh, the current updates or current firmware. So, uh, LG has to drop another firmware update in order to, uh, fix that. Cause basically the issue is at least what I've been commemorating with, uh, some of the other folks in a, a reset era thread was that, um, the, you can't do, you basically just, just doesn't work, um, with 120 FPS, um, HDR and G sync, but G sync is the main issue. Technically in theory, you're, it should be able to work without G sync if you turn it off. <laughs> but I've been having issues with that. Um, I know more than likely it's the cable, which that's a whole nother thing where, uh, basically, you know, considering this is the cutting edge now that like this card is the first HDMI 2.1 device to be released that, um, it's, uh, it's kind of tough finding an actual HDMI 2.1 cable that works as it should. Uh, at least that's the issue I ran into. I uh, got this one HDMI 2.1 cable from Amazon, a Zest kit. 
uh, like a 15 foot cable. And uh, it seemed to have a lot of issues. Um, this was before I knew about the G-Sync issue. So it was like flickering signal would cut in and out, things like that. So I turned it off and I still was running into the issue. And also it wasn't showing uh, that I can go to 120 FPS as well. So um, part of me, so I more than I was thinking it had to be the cable itself. So uh, just got a replacement cable today, a shorter one. See if that actually works. Uh, Cause I, I, that's one thing I learned the hard as hell way about uh, these new like HDMI standards, like <laughs> went through a hard ass time with a uh, HDMI 2.0 B uh, with the HDMI, uh, the HDR standard one now where, you know, uh, could not get it to work flickering and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I just, just the, the insanity in me would just kept trying other stuff, but not really factoring in the fact that it could actually be the cable itself, which lo and behold, that ended up what it was being. So, um, but also in turn with that, there is the fact that there hasn't technically, at least currently, I'm pretty certain, hasn't been an official HDMI 2.1 certified cable. And what that means is that the HDMI um, um, what do you call it? HDMI company, the official HDMI company, more or less has an officially certified an HDMI 2.1 cable, which basically means it tests, tests the cable out to make sure it passes all the checks that HDMI 2.1 uh, has in order to meet, meet its standards to, you know, verify that it is a verified one, uh, verified HDMI 2.1 cable. So, um, that's been fun <laughs> more or less, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I mean, outside of that, I used a, uh, HDMI 2.0 cable for the time being, since I think in theory, you should at least get 4k 60 HDMI just without the G sync, but I was having issues with that too. So I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's just the cable that I was using. Um, so going to test with this new cable I got today, see how it, uh, how it fares and fully put this bad bad boy through his paces. But at least the biggest game or the longest game I uh, tested it out with, um, considering the handicap, not actually being able to use it at its full potential. Uh, The Cold War beta, which uh, dropped last weekend. uh, Well, the beta initially came out for PS4 exclusively, but now this other past weekend, it, um, excuse me, also came, um, came out for, uh, PC and Xbox as well this round. Um, and man, it does, it, 
at least from from the 4K60 standpoint, that boy delivers. Uh, putting this boy through uh ultra max settings, that boy did not did not even flinch. You know what I'm saying? That boy didn't even didn't even whimper, didn't even whimper. So it's been pretty great um, playing some games. I, I still feel weird playing Call of Duty uh, on a mouse and keyboard. It's just something about it just feels weird to me. Like some other first person shooters like Counter-Strike and stuff. Like, okay, obviously, yeah, mouse and keyboard. But I think maybe just the long periods of time. Uh, well, just the, the, the history of playing Call of Duty on console and that generally being the standard um has always stuck with me personally so it just felt weird playing it on mouse and keyboard so after like a couple matches maybe five or so i ultimately resorted to just going a, a controller which felt way more better natural um but all in all man ugh, feels great feels good um well man uh, I have to say, I, I feel like they improved the game even more from the last beta from the uh, PS4 exclusive weekend uh, on top of that, because this game felt way more tighter, way more just fun. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. Like, I really feel like I can literally play at the very least for sure, uh, at least prestige or whatever they're quantifiable, I guess, you know, measurement of rank is I could definitely see myself playing it all the way through. The maps were pretty good. Really love. Um, uh, what was the one? Damn it. I forgot the names, but the, uh, <laughs> it really looks like a slave plantation to be honest. <laughs> slave plantation one. Um, I think it's, not called block, but the one I think set in Russia, that was a pretty good one. Miami was a uh, more meh. Uh, I, I could play it, but if I had a preference, uh, I may generally vote to skip. If I haven't played in a while, maybe I'll play it once. But yeah, out of those maps, really enjoy that one. Uh, those two. So really digging the map selection. Oh, I forgot about satellite. Satellite is pretty good map, too. I thoroughly enjoyed that one a lot. Um, but man, definitely shaping up to be a pretty, pretty worthy, uh, call of duty for sure. Uh, at least from a multiplayer standpoint. Um, yeah, time to kills seem to be a little bit more gracious than, uh, modern warfare, which is not necessarily good or bad. Um, just different, just felt different. That's it. But outside of that, I don't know. All in all, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it though. I'm looking forward, actually looking forward to the full game now. Uh, at least that alpha did not, not uh, put in the best light, but beta, beta is definitely um, made up for it. Uh, also, of course, uh, if you were uh, catch my stream, played some of that good old RE outbreak, and man, I just realized how much I missed that game. Uh, had a pretty great time playing. Um, ah, man. I mean, I've already, I don't know what's already been said about Outbreak. That's already been said, but yeah, man, that game is just good. 
just good. Just just a fortunate game that was just ahead of its time uh, from a technology standpoint. Uh, like right when that game came out, I vividly remember like <clears throat> broadband was really was really starting to, uh, you know, make its way into people's homes. It wasn't as, you know, essential as it more or less is now. But um, yeah, man, it's it kind of it kind of frustrating when I think about it to like if if this game came out at least like maybe like two, three, five years later, I think that game, this game would have took off like crazy. I really think, um, which is just depressing when I think about it because it's such a good game and like a lot of heart and soul went into it. You could totally tell when you play it, just the creativity, the thoughtfulness and all the characters and the diversity of the characters and the, um, characteristics of the characters and like how certain characters can potentially complement other characters. It's just an insane amount of depth in this game. It really is. Um, it's just unfortunate that, uh, just, just went on the wayside, but I'm very thankful again for the tremendous uh, community fan community that uh, made the fan service for this game to be able to relive the great memories of playing this game again, which has been fucking great, man. Jeez, this on top of uh, Metal Gear Online 2 has just been, I've just been a happy fucking camper, man. I'm not even gonna lie. I've just been very grateful, you know, just to play these games again because I played the hell out of them when they were a thing. And I luckily had the opportunity and luxury of playing them online. Um, uh, it hurts, man. It hurts that this game just, just fell on the wayside. Hopefully maybe eventually we might get a, get a remaster remake, but I don't know. I mean, which is, is good and bad, but the fact that they net it's been like six years since, um, the fan service has been up and like Capcom hasn't done a takedown notice or anything, which generally is a big indication that the game will be getting re-released or ported or whatever. Cause they don't, you know, they generally don't want to condone stuff like that more or less, but, um, good, good or bad. It's still, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say, man, but either way, I'm thankful. I technically am playing a remastered version of Outbreak with, uh, you know, the awesome uh, emulating settings, emulation settings with PCS X2, where I can fucking play this, play this game in 4K 60 FPS. Well, technically more, it's more so 30 FPS, but Either way, 4K, uh, 4K and uh, increased resolution. Oh, it's great. Probably more than likely plan to play uh, some more of that this weekend because um, I can't get enough. And, you know, it is October. So, I mean, tis the season. Uh, of course, some Among Us. I feel like that's self-explanatory. 
Um, haven't played it as much as a couple other times, but still pretty fun, still pretty interesting. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So I actually, uh, with some friends, played uh, the multiplayer. Pretty dope. Pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure I see myself wanting to play it um, currently uh, after playing it. Um, I guess maybe the raids. I don't know. I might give it another shot, but it is from what I played. It was fun, but I don't know. Not fun enough where I'm like, ah, I got to keep playing this. I want to keep playing it. I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe the mindset I was in or whatever, but I don't know. I may give it maybe when the, the raids come out, but then again, I probably should get ready for the raids if I want to play the raids because they're super high level. It's it's pretty good from what I played. Um, nothing that like I don't know made me freak out or like this is the best thing ever, but it's pretty good, pretty good. Not like go out of my way crazy like I have to play this all day every day, but pretty good. I I enjoy my time with it that I did play. I play like some co-op with a friend as well as some uh, survival, which you can play with more people. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the best way to explain it. It was, it was, all, it was fine. I don't know. It didn't really, you know, I guess grab me like a lot of other people. It felt like it did, but yeah. And of course, <laughs> man, hardcore played uh, that modern warfare multiplayer. Um, the uh, event, uh, the Halloween event dropped this week. I played like one match of the zombie apocalypse mode, um, which is essentially the one zombies mode, but a little bit more realized where pretty much it's basically war zone. But when you get killed, you don't go to the gulag, but you turn into a zombie. You have a couple of uh, zombie moves like uh, you can throw a gas grenade and there was some other move, but uh, generally it seemed like it may be balanced, but hard to say, but, uh, you know, player characters, I think they have more headshot damage than other, you know, than normal, uh, for the zombies. So there's, that's, that's a thing, but I don't know. Outside of that, it was fine. I did enjoy more and more the uh, multiplayer aspect where they had this uh, Halloween playlist where pretty much every uh, game is a night mode where you have to, well, I guess you, uh, it's optional, but you uh, play with the night vision goggles on and like when you're aiming, you have to uh, aim with uh, laser sights. Uh, So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, aspect when you're collecting like dog tags and stuff. Uh, like in some of the modes, like kill confirming and stuff, you actually collect uh, skulls instead of tags uh, for ground war or like I think any essentially any um, like capture the flag, not capture the flag, but um, domination type mode. Like there's this weird, creepy uh, skeleton or scarecrow that like literally follows your literally follows you from a view standpoint. So like if you go in circles, it'll literally slide around and follow you in circles, which is fucking creepy. But 
Halloween, you know? And uh, I think when you get your kill streaks, so if you get like three, like each subsequent streak, you increase your, you get a bigger skull or head Halloween related head, which is kind of cool. Like I think a pumpkin head and then it goes from there. Um, so thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, still grinding my, uh, rank, uh, rank progression for officer or officer challenges. Uh, at least that's been my focus. Um, but eventually I'll probably dabble more into the, um, Halloween events, see how they really, really are. We'll see. Um, then jumping back to the 3090. Um, yeah, I guess really call of duty is the only one I really double mess with, uh, GTA a little bit. Felt like it, uh, brought GTA, uh, GTA bought the 3090 to its knees to some extent, but, uh, then again, I max literally every setting out. So maybe some tweaking I need to do there to get that like optimal. Might look up, uh, what other people were doing with their setups as well, but yeah, could be a CPU bottleneck maybe as well. I don't know, but all in all, very thankful. Uh, GPU works at least <laughs> not broken. Cause that would be sucky. Got this rare ass card and, um, doesn't even work. That would be irritating. Um, yeah, my, my motherboard does this weird beeping noise where it seems like it's not figuring out the memory, but it actually is. So I, that's kind of the only weird caveat after installing it and getting everything uh, set up and going. But yeah, outside of that, that's pretty much been it. Gaming wise, we'll uh, move into media. Uh, slam dunk. So I actually been uh, watching this throughout the week. I actually picked this back up. I've been, was kind of dormant for a little bit, but I'm actually starting to starting to dig it, dig it a bit more now. It's starting to get his hooks in me. It's uh, some of the episodes are starting to be a little bit more diverse. Isn't uh, at least haven't run into that annoying Dragon Ball Z thing where you know one <laughs> literally like two minutes is spanned uh, across like five episodes. It felt like with the one basketball arc, uh, basketball scrimmage arc they had that I uh, finished and um, you know, pretty interesting though. Uh, Some of the spins and takes they have on it. Um, But I am thoroughly enjoying it now. I'm actually, (laughs) uh, I never realized how much I laughed at the show, but like just the, the dumbness of it just, just made me fucking just, just, freaking laugh left and right in terms of just the stupidness of, uh, um, Sakuraki and, uh, you know, his dynamics, mainly his dynamics because he's so fucking, I think at least from my impression of Goku, he's, he feels very similar to Goku in a lot of ways where he's just like arrogant, cocky, but I think at least in Sakuraki, Sakuragi's case, he can't necessarily back it up all the way. He's still a novice basketball player, but he's trying to act like he's like, you know, the best player ever, which is a kind of cool mindset, uh, admirable mindset to have where, you know, you're like just brazenly cocky, but can't necessarily back it up. But hopefully, 
hope that it backs you up at some point. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have to say I am thoroughly enjoying picking up um, uh, Slam Dunk. It was starting to wane on me a bit, but um, at least finishing this uh, scrimmage arc, I uh, definitely uh, piqued my interest back now. So definitely plan to watch a little bit more of that. Also, one uh, cool YouTube video I checked out um, this week I just wanted to recommend was uh, uh, the Shinji Mikami uh, interview. Uh, this is from the channel Archie Pell. It's pretty cool. So uh, for, you know, the pretty big Resident Evil fans out there, if you if you exist, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Um uh, pretty much a very insightful background on the uh, history of Shinji Mikami, the legend, the myth, um, you know, who created a lot of the my a lot of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil, Resident Evil uh, 1 remake. I think he produced Resident Evil 2, but he didn't direct it. But, you know, he talked about that, how, you know, he uh kind of butt heads with Hideki Kamiya, who's now with a uh, platinum, you know, made some of the iconic series like Bayonetta and uh wonderful one-on-one and stuff like that. So metal gear, solid metal gear revengeance. Um, but it was very fascinating as somebody who's a big fan of resident evil, you know, just, just trying to get a, want to get a understanding of what makes some of these dope, um, some of my favorite, like, developers tick uh, developers behind my favorite games tick and what kind of the background and backstory of how some of these games actually came to be is just fucking fascinating to me as hell man so definitely recommend it pretty insightful to kind of get his backstory like how he even got into uh, got got into Capcom and like how it was a mistake and um what else did he touch on? Oh yeah, he uh something that sparked a conversation in uh in the reset era thread that uh people were talking about was the fact that actually uh which is pretty fascinating in and of itself was that he talked about he talked about um Resident Evil One and how the static camera angles were actually a mistake. Well, not a mistake, but uh, he said it was like a, a workaround rather than an intention and that like when people praise him for fixed uh, static camera angles that it actually it actually is embarrassing to him that that's actually wasn't an intention it's just like it was just a limitation that he was just working around it um, which is kind of just weird because it's like actually um, which a lot of people, you know, uh, discussing it with agreed that actually it actually is pretty, a pretty awesome, like, uh, artistic choice that actually does help, um, you know, convey a certain mood depending on the, you know, source material of what you're trying to convey, but at least specifically for survival horror, I think it definitely sets a great mood it helps to make things feel a bit more eerie, kind of unsettling, um, and things like that. So 
I think he also invalidated tank controls as well, where I think he it was kind of roughly in the same boat as the uh, static camera angles. But it's like, personally, I, I definitely see more so on that angle. I totally disagree on the static camera angle, but uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy, crazy to, you know, more or less disagree with the <laughs> director creator that originated it. But I mean, that's the thing about art and, you know, media that, you know, a lot of it is led up to your interpretation and what you perceive. And, you know, really, I think the saying is true is that perception is reality. So at least in that aspect, I think, um, uh, pretty fascinating either way, just to see kind of like, just like, I never knew that, like, he's literally embarrassed about like fixed, fixed camera angles. And, uh, I guess I think to a lesser extent tank camp tank controls, um, back in the day. But I mean, the fact that this, this, this series has sold so much specifically resident evil remake is like, come on, Shinji don't don't. All right. You're great. We love you. All right. You make great. One of the best series ever. So pretty great documentary interview, uh, things like under 30 minutes ish. Um, highly recommended if you are fan of resident evil, or maybe you're just like game development, interested in game development, which more or less I'm kind of partially interested, interested in, even though I don't see myself pursuing it, but I'm just fascinated to see how games work and how they tick, which is like, you know, kind of whole thing in of itself too. But yeah, so a very rare recommendation, but I do recommend it. I thoroughly enjoyed it myself. So I think maybe you might possibly too. Yeah. And with all that said and done, I think that um, concludes episode 78 of Switches Sites. Um, if you did enjoy uh, the show, um, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your various uh, podcasts and platforms. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you want to catch me live on Twitch, record live, uh, you can catch me on Twitch TV slash a switch. Um, if you want to do something else, which I cannot remember. Oh, if you want to catch my, um, uh, vids on YouTube where I upload the archives of these, uh, podcasts as well. You can catch me on youtube.com slash a switch as well. Um, if you have any questions like submit to show, feel free to submit them at um, a switch uh, TV at gmail.com. Um, and I think that may be it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is there anything else? Maybe there isn't. I don't know. I'm trying to think. No, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we're pretty close to new next gen console launches. I'm hyped. Are you? I don't know. Maybe you're not, but that's that's something. But you know, yeah. Either way, <laughs> I'm going on too long. Uh, till next time, guys. Uh, don't cough.
Uh, don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Uh, get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.